0: Welcome home. It's a secret. home. Welcome home. We're so glad you're here, everyone, again. Um, This is normally where we would just dive into the Word. Amen. We love the Word of God. Today we're going to be a little different um, because it's just different days we're living in right now, isn't it? I can't believe it's been less than uh, a week since um, the tragedy began to unfold at MSU. You know, But there is so much going on, and just as I was, like you, trying to walk through and process uh, the past week, um, there were many things um, that I was just kind of holding before the Lord, and hopefully you were as well. Um, we were also very active and present all week at the House of Prairie East Lansing on campus. Um, but just thinking, man, we, we need to maybe take a moment aside from business as usual, and just uh, engage the Lord corporately together as a spiritual family in the middle of this to sort of uh, give acknowledgement to what we're living in and not pretend it's not happening, but also just to just seek the Lord. Um, the phrase, uh, I am going to share a little bit. I'm going to share a few words, but I promise I'm not here to, to preach a message. Um, you know, we're living in an interesting time, so... Um, You know, a couple weeks ago, there was this massive earthquake in the Middle East. Uh, We prayed about that in uh, Turkey and Syria. Uh, There's been, you know, lots of unrest in our public school systems. We prayed about that and saw God move. Um, And that's still a work in progress. And then this week, this act of horrific, uh, senseless violence on a campus of 55,000 students, but really affected all of us. The whole community is sort of trying to figure out how to feel about it all um, but meanwhile you know in the midst of the chaos like I said we saw God answer our prayers in, in, in a powerful way in East Lansing schools and uh, as you may have heard there's revival stirring on many college campuses right now beginning at Asbury University now to many others I don't even know the numbers um, starting there in Kentucky and spreading because just a few people with a hunger for God wouldn't leave well enough alone, the fire of God showed up. Amen? That's glorious. That's glory. That's powerful. And the fact that, that it's stirring others with hunger that God is meeting with fire, that's glorious. And as I considered the, I guess you could say the good and the bad, the phrase from the Bible that kept returning to me was great and terrible, the great and terrible day. You know, and Jesus talks about that being sort of the backdrop of his return, there will be great and glorious things happening and critical crisis things happening. Um, we, we should not be surprised, right? We should also know that the return of the Lord is very near. But in the midst of tragedy, it's easy to get our eyes on tragedy and not see the glory. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to minimize um, the tragedies that, that have happened at all. And that's why we wanna take time to pray, but to realize it's not just tragedy. God is at work in the midst of it all. The, the shaking and the quaking is, is sort of creating, as it were, a highway, a highway for the Lord to come. Um, I wanna, I'm gonna read a bit. Um, well, let me just bring it down to earth so, for some of you that may not know. So on campus, we do have the House of Prairie East Lansing and um, we've been out there uh, daily. Uh, as Marvin mentioned in his testimony, the, the campus ministry group was actually in the building the night when it happened, but everybody was safe. And they actually testified, I was on the phone with one of them quietly uh, in the middle of all that. And they said, Well, actually, there's just such a peace uh, in the room. And it was from the Lord. Uh, but we've been down there daily, uh, meeting with people who are around. Lots of students have left, but lots of internationals are not leaving Um, we've had conversations with people we have we would have never had a conversation with you know we've got been able to share hope we've been able to pray with people Um, and not just us Uh, we uh, lots i'd say every almost every christian ministry has been present in power and there's been such a sense of unity and working together, even out of the house of prayer, we've had several friends come in and say, can we come with you and pray? Can we go out with you and talk to people? It's been uh, really uh, cool. Uh, people coming with their dogs to do, you know, friendly dog therapy on the streets. Uh, and it's worked. Like I said, so many uh, just rich conversations with people who are looking for hope in the midst of chaos. And... Um, You know, a couple things come to my mind. Um, This is another thought that, are you guys good? Are we good? All right. Um, Again, as I have been trying to ponder, and and I want to be fair, I don't know um, any of us has uh, all the answers right now. There's lots of opinions. But I'm always looking for what's the Lord saying and so we look to his word, but um, one thought I had just as I've been praying about this is, you know, it was the, the calamity at MSU and how it's impacted our whole region, and in some way, the world knows, um, happened because of one guy, you know? One dude, I would say, probably demonized or under the influence of the devil, because that's the devil's work, right? To steal, kill, and destroy. One dude under the influence of the devil has impacted so much. But you know what I thought of? Well, then how much more could just one, just one person possessed of the Holy Spirit and unafraid impact so much more? Does the devil have bigger tricks than God? Does he have more power, more influence? Can he do more? No. And I I got encouraged and convicted At the same time, because there's more than one of us in the room. And if you're a believer in Jesus, you have that Holy Spirit. But have we allowed Him, as it were, to possess us in a way? The one act of obedience could have such a ripple effect. Let that be our call in this season. We can't change what has happened, but we can change the next step we take. And the next step we take and our willingness to be obedient and surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if we could get just this 50 or so to, to be the one, and then in the church down the road could get their 50, 100, 300 or so to be possessed of the Holy Spirit, no one stands a chance from the light of the gospel right now. Um, so may it motivate us. And to lives fully surrendered to God, amen? Uh, that gets me encouraged. And as a side note, I don't know it, uh, if it will go there. She's not here to testify. But I do know that on one of their trips out to minister to people, um, with the dogs, talking to people on the streets, um, ministering and praying with people, Meredith was interviewed by three or four different news stations. And she said, they were asking me what we were doing. And I, she said, well, I told them what I was doing with House of Prayer, but then I just wanted to tell them about Jesus. She said, if you're going to put me on TV, I'm going to tell you the gospel. And so she did. Every time she was interviewed, she brought it back to Jesus. And what if, what if many who never heard would hear that? Well, then we've already taken what the enemy meant for evil and turned it for good. But the Lord has way more than that. There's many more of those testimonies to come because it's not like God was surprised. And it's not like the devil is ever going to win it's impossible. Matthew 24 is the, the passage I wanted to bring us to. If you have a Bible, you can look there. We'll put it up here. But again, I'm, I'm trying not to preach today. We're going to take some time in prayer. We are almost there. <laughs> I just want to give us context and faith. Amen? So Matthew 24, let me give you context for this. But in this moment, Jesus said one of the um, profound things he said that caused his disciples to question you know, he was walking away from the temple. He said, I'm gonna, you know, that temple is being torn down and rebuilt in three days. And they're like, what? When is this happening? Are you gonna bring the kingdom now? That's what's happening in, in Matthew 24. It's toward the end of Jesus' ministry. And because they're excited, they're like, wait, 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 you're saying some some intense things, Jesus. Like, is this it? Are you gonna bring the kingdom of God? What's gonna be the sign? How will we know? And what we're about to read was part of his, his response, but I want us to see it in context because when we think of the coming of the kingdom of God, we know that it'll be glorious, right? When God comes as God, when the Messiah is truly enthroned as king on the earth, he's going to make all the wrong things right. And they were very, very aware of the wrong things in their society. They were oppressed people in that moment. And they're like, oh, is this it? Are you going to do it? We, we so want what you can bring by your kingdom, Jesus. Tell us. We long for it. And it's true for all of us. We're all there. We all long for heaven. We all long for heaven on earth. Amen? And we will have it. We will have it. And there's this ever-increasing hunger in us that draws it ever ever closer. But there's also an ever-increasing wickedness. And the growth of both is what's necessary according to God's plan to bring the gospel and to bring the kingdom to come. It wasn't time, so he didn't give them the answer they were looking for, but he gave them a roadmap of what was to come, and that's that's the context of this. He says things like, and I cut it out just for time, but he says there's gonna be earthquakes, ding, 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 famines, wars, nation rising against nation. You could call that um, cultural wars. You call that racial conflict. All those things are in there. Nation will rise against nation. And then jumping in to Matthew 24, verse 10. And at that time, when the the wickedness is growing, when the cosmic events are growing, but also the glory of God is growing, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, verse 11. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people, verse 12. But because of the increase of wickedness, and some versions would say lawlessness... The love of most will grow cold. But, and that but is so important, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And there's more. We don't just make it out by the skin of our teeth. There will be the ones who stand firm to the end and are saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. You know, I've heard this, this spoken of many times, and people talk about the, the lawlessness will call grows, hearts to grow cold, and many will be offended, and it's just going to be hard. But, don't forget the but. There will be a people in the midst of the crisis who stand firm. And The ones who stand firm in the love of God whose hearts do not grow cold will be the agent that takes the gospel to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. I don't know about you, that almost kind of sounds like a global revival. Am I reading that wrong? When the gospel goes to all nations and covers the globe... That sounds like revival. At the very least, it prepares the whole earth with faith to receive Jesus as king, and that's when he will come. It's exciting days that we live in. And there is lawlessness. When this thing happened in MSU, that was the word that came to mind. This is an act of lawlessness. And it does. When you don't have faith, when you don't have understanding, and if, or if your faith is not rooted It's so easy for your heart to wax cold when you see these things coming, to become numb to it because we don't know how to feel, because we don't know the end of the story. We don't know the other side of God's narrative. He said it will cause many to grow cold, but there will be those whose hearts are full of hope. There will be those whose hearts are full of love. There will be those who will be supernaturally strengthened with the fire of God's love, and then they will preach the gospel. And it will go all over the world, as it's never gone before. Every nation, every people, every tribe and tongue will hear, and every tribe and tongue will respond. Because turn to the end, every tribe and tongue will be before him worshiping. That's where it's going. And when he comes, he's going to rescue every tribe, tongue, and nation Every person who stood firm, every person who's got a heart full of hope and faith, and we'll be standing before him. The son of God, the son of man, we will declare as we did today, worthy are you, Lord, to receive all the honor and glory. Sounds like an awesome time. I want for me and you to have hearts that burn hot, not grow cold in the midst of the chaos. I want us to be ones that don't get cold offended, and afraid. But those who go deeper get hotter, more faithful, and more full of hope. I believe we could be ones fully possessed of the Holy Spirit and to see the world changed through the gospel. So yes, we mourn. What has happened, But we don't mourn as those without hope. We become kingdom agents of hope right now. That's what we're called to be. Because what's most needed right now in the midst of the tragedies is what we carry. Christ in you. The hope of glory. It's what every person is looking for. Is what's inside of you. Let me share one more thing. And then we're going to transition into our time of prayer. A friend of mine um, sent me this on Tuesday or Wednesday um, as what he felt was a prophetic word for our posture in this time, specifically regarding what happened at MSU. But we're gonna be praying into multiple issues. But this is just ammunition for you because you're all gonna be engaging. I know you're listening well right now, but in a moment I'll ask you to lean in and be a part of praying, amen. He said this, "Um, I think, I believe, he says, I believe there is grace and anointing and responsibility on us as, as believers to hear the Lord and declare his heart over the land right now, to prophesy his intentions in response to the work of the enemy, I believe this moment is just as pivotal in the spirit as it is in the natural. One of the things, uh, oh, I'm skipping some personal narrative he put in here. The Lord showed me that this event has tilled the ground shaken the earth and where the enemy has sown seeds of fear and anxiety uh, many will think that was the the that was the work and the enemy's goal god wants us to see the long-term fruit of this and i believe the lord wants us to plant in this tilled soil to plant seeds of hope and to uproot the seeds of fear to plant seeds of his goodness and to declare his goodness in place of the seeds of fear. The Lord is asking us to prophesy his goodness over the tilled earth. He's going to give us very specific things to declare that represent his goodness and to declare them and plant them in the ground by faith. And I think one of the things he's actually saying is that the tilled ground is actually softened hearts. That we get to declare with boldness and compassion, the hope we have in Christ. The seeds of fear may have been planted, but they have no root. We as believers can pull them out and replace them with seeds of hope. Is that a good word? I believe it, I believe it. So what we're gonna do here for the next 20 or so minutes is take time together corporately to pray into four areas. Denise here, come on up, Denise. Denise is going to play some background because uh, that music just helps us get into the throne room. As we come into prayer, we'll be praying into um, grace for those who are mourning, who've been hurt and affected by the tragedy. We're going to pray then for safety over our schools and institutions where there have been many threats, public schools, private schools. Um, We're going to pray that we would learn to receive the revelation of God's heart. In this season, and then we're going to pray that the revivals that have begun would continue, increase and come here Amen. in Jesus' name. All right, so I'm going to invite up for our first and start whenever you're ready, Denise. Um, again, I want you to shift your posture. let this music coming on the scene be an indication to you to shift your posture from listening to me to listening to God and interacting in prayer. Cindy's going to come and lead us in our first prayer point, praying for those who are mourning. Uh, and affected by the tragedy.
1: So Jesse asked me to lead the prayer from um, a passage in Matthew 5, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, you'll remember. If you want to turn there, Matthew 5, I'm going to begin in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, For they shall be comforted so if you just join me in prayer Jesus we know uh, that you are sympathetic to us and our weakness and we know that um, you understand what it is to be shocked by being confronted with evil because it happened to you when you were on the earth and so we know that we can come to you and we can ask for your help in this time So we come to you and we say, uh, we need you, Jesus. (laughs) We need you to help us uh, get our feet back under us, (laughs) to restore our vision, to restore our hearts in this time. And God, we're asking for a move of the Holy Spirit on our brothers and sisters all across the campus, all across the city, God, that have been affected by this. God, that you would help them to set their eyes on you that you would help them to have their vision restored for how you want to bring justice in the midst of this situation because you are the one who hates wickedness and loves justice and we know that you have a way forward through this and so God we're, we're turning our gaze to you we're asking that you would bring your kingdom purposes even in the midst of this. God, I'm asking that you would cause the enemy to have to pay a thousandfold for the trouble that he has caused. God, that you would bring forth, uh, as even has been talked about already, that you would bring forth a wave of revival in response to this. God, I pray for our believers to be restored to courage, to be restored to faith, to be restored, um, to want to speak forth the truth of who they know you to be. And God, I pray for those who are not believers at this time, God. I ask, oh God, I ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon each and every one of those people, to be, have God revealed to them, to have Jesus revealed to them as never before, God, I ask that you would send them messengers from the house of faith all across the city, that you would send them messengers, that you would speak forth the gospel into their lives through these messengers, and that you would bring many to faith, God. We are, we are, <laughs> we are standing and believing for thousands, thousands in our community to come to you through this tragedy. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: All right, now I'm going to invite you um, to pray where you are. If you came with a friend or a spouse or someone, just love to have you pray together. Specifically, you can use these passages. Praying specifically for the families of those affected, the three students whose lives were ended too soon. And for all the students who are on the campus, would you just lift them up? It says, blessed are those who mourn. They are mourning for they will be comforted. Pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit and pray for them to see their need for God. For, so the, for the families of those affected and all the students who are going to be returning to campus this week. Just pray where you are or pray with your neighbor for a few minutes. Blessed are Bless those who more. seconds if you're praying. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God, we release the presence of the comforter today to these families. God, the uh, presence of the comforter of God himself, the presence of God to every student coming. Lord, and those who are crying out to you, poor in spirit, that you'd meet them with the kingdom of heaven. That you come to them with salvation, God, in this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to our second. Um, I mentioned, and you may know, there have been just unrest in our public schools, Um, lots of threats and lockdowns, and so we want to pray protection over them. I invited the Flynn's to lead us. Um, Jody, Jeremy, come on up. Yes. Um, They both work in different school systems. Jeremy works at MSU. Jody works in pre-K. So we've got all the ages in there somewhere. Uh, They're going to read and pray from Psalm 91.
2: Obviously, it's been a very heavy emotional week on campus, and um, you know, just a little bit of personal thing here. Um, you know, on Monday, I received this text right here. It says, "You know, um, MSU police shots fired. Incident occurring near the of the campus. Secure in place immediately. Run, hide, fight. Run means evacuate away from danger if you can do so safely. Hide means secure in place. And fight means protect yourself if no other option." So obviously you know you get that text and you kind of wonder like oh my goodness like what's going on and um, I know for me like I work at a building right across from the football stadium so all of our student athletes went up to the HVAC room in our building and uh, they all kind of secured in place for like four hours and um, you know they took some people were praying in there some people were studying some people were just you know kind of in a little bit of a shock you know they would take they went down to the restroom and people would like literally run from the elevator to the um, bathroom and then back because they were so scared you know so there's so much fear you know there's there's a person on the loose and um so i think what we want to speak into right now is really that fear and i know like some of the kids were off of school the next day and you know um but really all of us in this room there were shots fired in your life this week whatever it may be whatever your. there's there can be fear there's a constant battle so psalm 91 is an outstanding place for us to find truth and hope and in the lord's um work so um we're gonna kind of just do this and i'll I'll, I'll, we're gonna tag team it here so all right so if you just want to read or if you just want to close your eyes and just soak these in um psalm 91 those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. May we find rest in the shadow of the Almighty today, Lord. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting him. Thank you, God, that you are a place of safety. We can trust you, Lord.
3: <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that you will rescue our children, ourselves, our schools, you will you will rescue them from every trap and you protect our children and ourselves and our nation from the fatal plague thank you jesus that you will shield us with your wings we ask that you just put your wings of protection over our schools over our children over our families over everyone you will shelter us with your feathers jesus with your faithful promises you are our armor and our protection, Jesus. I pray that you, we would just hide in the promises that you give us, Lord, in your truth, Lord.
2: Thank you, God, that you say, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night. You think about that night on Monday night. You think about moving forward in our world. There's darkness and light. We don't need to fear about the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in the darkness, nor disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, those easels will not touch you, Lord. We just want to thank you for your protection that matter in this life or the next, we know you've got us. We're we're your adopted sons and daughters, and we just um, pray your protection over every single soul in this room. We thank you that you have won the battle, and we just continue to live in your victory and against fear that we can stand tall, and we know that you've got our back for eternity
3: we thank you jesus um that we have the ultimate victory in you lord we but you will see it with your eyes you will see how the wicked are punished and thank you jesus that with you we remain with you lord you have the final victory you can give us hope and joy in the midst of darkness lord if if we make you the lord our refuge and you and our most high shelter lord jesus we just ask lord jesus for our schools lord and our children and our all the people here lord we'd be um, find our refuge in you lord and we'd make you the our shelter you would be our strong tower lord jesus
2: for he orders his angels to protect you wherever you go they will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on a stone you will trample down lions and poisonous snakes you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Lord, thank you for protecting us. Lord, thank you for giving us strength to stand in front of things that I would completely be scared of with lions and snakes and all these things. Lord, thank you that you are strong and that we can can stand firm in you and know that you've got our back. We
3: just ask that your angels, we just ask that you would order your angels to protect our schools to protect our children wherever they go lord that um, you hold them with your <clears throat> your righteous hands lord you keep them from striking their foot on a stone you go before and behind you trample down lions and poisonous snakes you'll crush them the fierce lions and serpents under your feet i pray our children would just stand strong know that you are their tower you are their strength lord jesus they would know your promises they would know your word that they would be able to wield your sword jesus every day lord jesus against the darkness the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name i ask that um the children and the schools and the administrators and the teachers and everyone their their love will not grow cold that they will just stay close close to your heart Jesus that they would just declare your truth in dark places Lord Jesus we thank you that um, they can just lean in Lord we just ask that thank you that when they call on your name when we call on your name you will answer You'll be with them in trouble. You'll rescue them and honor them and satisfy them with a long life and give them salvation. <clears throat> so, Lord Jesus, I just ask that we just call on you. We just ask that you would be with us. If you'd protect us, protect our children, and rescue us. And thank you that ultimately, Lord Jesus, you are the victor in all of this.
2: We thank you that these are the future leaders of our world that are gonna impact generations. And for all the people, you know, we think about all the kids in this room, the kids who are in Sunday school, we just, yeah, we just pray you bring out the best in who they are and that nothing will come in the way. There would be no lies over their right identity. and there'd be no fear that takes them away from taking the next steps to be the very best person that they could be. Lord, just give them a boldness and a, and a strength that comes from you and only you, and your light would shine bright in Hazlitt, at Michigan State, at Wilkshire, at Ralia, at the middle school, at the high school, and all, whatever school, um, all of our congregation, whoever is in, we, we just pray that you do a mighty work in those places today and beyond. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Here's how I'm going to
0: activate all of you. We have um, a few uh, folks, young and older, who are students or who work in schools. Um, So if you are a a student in uh, any age, uh, high school probably, or we got high school, we have an elementary, we got college students. um, Or if you're a teacher or administrator, which is both of you as well, would you just raise your hands where you are? Keep them up. I'm going to start pointing you out if you don't do it. All right. Liam, aren't you a student? Okay, not. Duncan, okay. Marvin's back there as a teacher. Keep their hands up. This is why. The rest of you, I'd like several of you to stand and go gather around them and just pray this over them. The Lord's protection over them, over their schools, over their... So keep it up till somebody's praying with you. If you don't want to pray, go pray with somebody. That's okay. Pray where you are. But I would love to have hands on all these people. We got teachers, we got students, we got administrators. And I still see hands up. Keep it up Tell somebody. We got a bunch on the front row here. I need several saints of the living God up here on the front row. Please, Come pray for them. All right, ready, say, go. Just pray that the Lord would be their refuge, and just for them individually, but also for their schools and their institutions. Make the most high your dwelling. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near you. We just declare that over these ones, but also over their schools, the institutions they represent, their families, just divine heavenly protection over them in the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus would cover them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're still praying, go ahead and finish that up. Kevin, you can come on up, though.
4: Really blessed. Uh, Annie ran a great soaking session uh, from nine to eleven yesterday, and, and uh, the first hour, I mean, just I got touched immediately with uh, Romans six eleven. Um, Count yourself dead to to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And I mean, that was right at the beginning, and and it was it was. Even brighter than this yesterday, and that that brightness just when I read that verse just just almost like just exploded in this room and just exploded in me, and and that that but alive to God in Christ Jesus just hit me, and it was like alive to God in Christ, alive to God, alive, 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 just came after me over and over, and then it was like alive to worship, alive with God, alive in reading the Bible, alive in coming to church, alive in my relationships, alive in my chores, alive in my entertainment, alive, 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 alive. I mean, this thing took an hour, and and more and more he was just peeling back and, 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 and talking and, 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 and saying like, you know, this, it talks about uh, count yourself dead to sin but alive to Christ and, and it showing that, that basically behind me, dead to sin, and it was talking about, you know, basically behind me is blaming, is accusing, is bitterness is unforgiveness and so I don't even look at that anymore to look forward is alive in Christ is basically lovingly repentance is lovingly forgiveness loving is alive in Christ and using that as the foundation he just was more and more and then he gave me four metaphors meaning and we're representing four peoples that he really wanted to talk to. And I mean when I got done after soaking I, I got hold of Jesse and that's why I'm here. And and these four people are who he wants to speak to. And and, and and this is hearing God. Hearing God. The first metaphor is from headlines and that was basically The person's world is crumbling around them. This is a this is an earthquake of a person's life. is just Shattering around them and crumbling around them. They're just buried in The fact that it's not turning out the way they thought Whatever their plans their hopes or whatever is just crumbling around them, and they're just buried in disappointment and 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 lost hope and all that and what happened is god is saying i'm here he is reaching down and removing the rubble and his hand is there and grabbing hold if you hold on he lifts you out into his light into his life into life alive 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 lifts you up into living into his safety, into his security, and all that, okay? He is with you. He is alive. You're alive with him. The second metaphor, okay? By the way, these metaphors, when I was with him, they took a lot longer than this, but I'm not gonna take a whole hour, right? Okay, right. So the second metaphor was another headline metaphor, and that was People living in fear, hunkered down, sheltered in place with the echoes of terror still ringing in their ears, just frozen. And all of a sudden in the room is light, is Christ standing there. He is the strength. He is the security. He is the peace. He is the life and the light. He says, take my hand, follow me. I will lead you out of here, out of your fear, into my life, into my safety, into life. Into life, life, life. Alive and alive. The third metaphor is somebody who is just wrapped in a death shroud. The death shroud, the thing of Lazarus, right? He is wrapped tight, face covered, and all that. And Jesus is saying, with his words, take them off, cut them off. His word is a two edged sword and it just cuts them off, and you're free. That person is somebody wrapped tight in addiction and depression, addiction and depression, and with the word of Jesus, you are cut free, you are set free, life and light, okay? And the fourth metaphor was somebody standing in a dark tomb with a multi-ton rock blocking the entrance, the exit, if you will. And Jesus, I mean, basically that person is separated from God, whether they've never seen God or they just feel separated from God now. It's been a while. And they can't, there's nothing they can do to move that rock. And Jesus says, just a rock for me. I can move it, call me, I'm here, it's gone. Call me, I am the light, the life, I'm here. Jesus wants those four peoples to know he is with you today. He is the light, he is safety, he is security, he is life. He is alive. You're alive. You're alive. You're alive. And He is ready to grab your hand. He is ready to talk with you. He is talking to you. And He's talking to all of us. And, and, Basically, um, it's just not me. It's all of us that he wants to engage with. He's engaging with all of us. Um, Count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Alive, alive, alive. Alive in the Word. Alive in your worship. Alive in your walk. Yes. Lord, you are with us you are um, standing with us, you are reaching to us. Lord, instead of standing in fear or in desperation or whatever, instead of being within six degrees of tragedy, we are now standing alive in you. And they are around us within six degrees of your love. We radiate your love to those around us, Lord we hear and we take your love we take your word we take your presence now in um, and we influence around us lord we take life we hear you and lord we deliver you you are alive And now, Lord, we are alive to God in Christ. Yes, Father, we ask
0: that you would increase revelation to our hearts of your reality, your presence, that you would open our ears to your words, open our hearts to your spirit in greater measure, that we would know the heart of God, declare the heart of God, walk with the heart of God in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Marvin's going to lead us in our, our last point here as we wrap up our time of engaging and responding to all that God's doing in our world.
5: Amen. Um, as many of you all know, the Lord has been pouring out his spirit and stirring revival at Asbury College in, in Kentucky. And it's spreading to different college campuses and different places in the nation, and we want to pray that we would catch an ember and that our, that our campus, Michigan State's campus, and the high schools would catch fire with the Holy Spirit, that we would see an outpouring and historic revival in which tragedies like this open the heart of a people to call out for Jesus. And we want to see an entire community. We want to see an entire city turned upside down for the gospel of the kingdom. And so that's what we want to pray into. And we're going to be praying that from Acts 2. And I'm going to ask you all to stand um, as we read this and as we pray in agreement for an outpouring, a historic outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our city. This is what it says in Acts 2. 17 and 18 and 21, it says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, we want to pray that this would happen right here, right here. A tragedy happened in our front yard, you know, at Michigan State, but let's pray in agreement that an outpouring of the Holy Spirit would happen in our front yard and would happen here in our city. So, Father, we come before you. Yeah, everybody just lift your voices, I pray as well. Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you open up heaven and would you release, Lord, a historic revival? Lord, would it begin here? Would it begin here at Michigan State, in Lansing, in the high schools? God, we're asking in the name of Jesus, pour out your spirit, Lord, that we would see visions, prophecies would break out. Lord, healings, blindness eyes, uh, spirits that have been imprisoned by depression and sickness, Lord, would be healed. God, we're asking in the name of Jesus, your beautiful son, would you open up heaven and would you release an outpouring of the Holy Spirit all the way from pre-K, all the way to college, Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus that we would see miracles in the order of blind eyes, Lord, uh, mental illness is fleeing the uh, uh, demons fleeing lord we're asking for historic power god would you break in with power we're asking for healings that the gospel would go forth fill the breslin lord fill spartan stadium with the preaching of the gospel that an entire city and an entire nation would be moved by the power of the
0: spirit we pray all this in jesus name Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just stay here for a minute. Continue to lift your voice. Lord, do what you said you would do. Come and pour out your spirit. Come and make your name great, God. Now is the hour, now is the time, Lord. We believe it's now, God. We're not content, Lord, with just enough. We're not content to stay as we are, God. If you're doing it there, you'll do it here. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Revive every heart in the name of Jesus. Set a fire upon our hearts to love you, God set a fire upon every household. God, to love you, God. Pour out your spirit on the young and the old in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you're doing and for what you're yet to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah
6: have the name above all names. Sing with me as you close. You are worthy of all praise and my heart will sing how great is our God. Let's sing that again with faith. You have the name above every other name. Hey. Have the name above all names. Every voice lifted, you are worthy of all praise, and my heart will sing. How great is our God? Sing how great, right before, and how great our God Sing with me How great is our God All oh, we'll will see How great How great is our God Let's sing it as a prayer that all will see How great is our God And how great is our God our God oh we'll see how great how great oh we'll see oh we'll see how great how great one more time oh we'll see how great how great is our
0: God yes Jesus Jesus We believe, as your word says, that every eye will see you every eye will see you in glory and majesty. But before the day you return, we pray that every heart would be awakened to the greatness of our God. God, that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God, in this day and hour, God, we are expecting to see the goodness and the greatness of our God in our city. God, in our homes, in our families, God, we prophesy the goodness of. Of God, the greatness of our God in our workplaces, in our schools, and in the marketplace in Jesus' name. And would you receive more glory, more honor, and more praise, because you deserve it. Amen and amen. I'm going to bless you, and then we'll close for today. As we do, if you're here, and if you have need of prayer, um, for anything physical needs The prayer team is going to be over here in need for breakthrough If you're here and you know you're not right with God today And you want to bow your knee to Jesus For the first time or the hundredth time Please come meet the prayer team over here And they would love to pray with you but Let me bless you as we're at the end of our time The Lord bless you And keep you Cause his face to shine upon you Be gracious to you Turn his face towards you and grant you his perfect peace. Amen and amen. Have a blessed.